Father God, I, I just thank you for your amazing love. I thank you for Jesus who died on a cross for us to pay the penalty for our sin. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit who is within our hearts. And Lord, I just thank you that you are in the business transforming us. Amen. And Lord, I pray as Anthony just brings your word to us this morning, I pray, Lord, your Holy Spirit would be speaking through him, that we would be blessed, that our hearts would be challenged and transformed, and that we would be continuing to yield our lives over to you. Lord, may we hear all that you have for us yes. this morning. Thank you. Uh, I pray Anthony would have just the right words that we each need to hear, Lord, and that you would bless him mightily through this. Amen. Amen. You know, God, you know what God loves to do? God loves to encourage us. God loves to encourage you and me. And I hope you're encouraged this morning. I'm especially encouraged because um, of two of the songs we sang. I love them all. But um, the, the, the two words for this morning, and we're talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but the two words are, are love. And assurance. And I was, as I was preparing yesterday, I thought, I don't know what Jonathan's chosen for us to sing, but I hope we've got a song about love or assurance. Now, you know, it's very tempting to, to you know, email him and say, what songs have you got? Have you got any on love and assurance? Um, but no, I, it's good. To, I've never done that. I, it's good to leave it to the Holy Spirit. He knows what we want, and Jonathan can can hear from the Holy Spirit himself. So it was great when we sang, Here is love, vast as the ocean, and blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Actually, there's nothing that's more precious, more wonderful. There aren't any better words in the English language than blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. So as I've said, we're going to talk this morning about what we mean by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And um, just want to start with a little story. Um, my wife, Anna, may not bless me for this, but um, about... <laughs> Sorry, I saw the lunch was in the oven before we left. <laughs> about three years ago, this little card appeared on our, on our chest of drawers in our bedroom... And if you can't see it at the back, it says, Have you any idea how loved you are? Now, I didn't say anything for a while. I I presumed, I couldn't think who anybody else would put it there, and so I presumed Honor had put it there for me. And that, of course, touched my heart. And, um, you know, it's good to... It's good to look at that. I look at that quite a lot, um, especially when 
I think I haven't been quite the husband I should have been. I've come in late for a meal or um, I've, I've been a bit short. I've had a bad day. I'm a bit short. And I say that while I thought after, no, I shouldn't have really said that to her. It wasn't very kind of me. I was a bit impatient. I'll have to put that right before, I, before we go to bed. And I go upstairs to bed, and I think, oh, I must say, I must apologise to her. And then um, I look on the chest of drawers, and I see it, it's still there. This little thing's still there. She, <laughs> she, she hasn't rushed up and thrown it away because I wasn't all I should have been. And you know, why did I tell that story? Um, I don't know, except I do know, because that is how... God is with you and me. And that's the stake secret of our relationship with God. So, you know, I think we should all have, perhaps on our mirrors in our bathroom, a little notice saying, have you any idea how loved you are? And actually, perhaps you could believe for that in faith. When you go in your bathroom tomorrow morning or wherever you look in the mirror... Believe in faith that God has stuck that on the mirror. And I'll tell you something, if God sticks that on your mirror, nobody can take that off. Not even God. He cannot go back on his word. He's absolutely faithful. So that's where we start this morning, with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to read in John chapter 1 and verse uh, chapter John, sorry, John chapter 4 and verse 6. No, I'll get it right in a minute. John chapter 1. John chapter 1 and verse 29. John 1 verse 29. This is John the Baptist and it says, The next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has to pass me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. And then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and testify that this is God's chosen one. So, who is the Holy Spirit? What does he do? Now, Andrew touched on this last week, but there's no harm in, in going over just a little bit, of it, little bit of it very quickly again. You know, when I went to school, we used to have school prayers, and we used to say prayers, and it, it said the words, the Holy Ghost. And if there was anything that was enough to put children off believing or thinking about the Holy Spirit, it was the fact that in prayers and old translations of the Bible, he was called the Holy Ghost. But, um, you know, we can very easily 
have a fear of the Holy Spirit um, because we don't really understand who he is. The first thing is the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person just like God the Father is a person and Jesus the Son is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. And the Holy Spirit um, comes and um, he wants, actually he wants to be your friend. Oh, so you say, oh, well, actually, Jesus is my friend. I'm not sure if I should have another friend, but <laughs> perhaps I should go back a bit further and perhaps I should remind you about the Trinity. God, God was in the beginning, and yet God has revealed himself to us in three people. Now, I don't know why. I don't know why God chose to do that. All I know, it's a very wonderful way that he's done it because he's, he's revealed himself as a loving father. He's revealed who sent his son to die for our sins on the cross, who said he was our saviour, who said he was a friend of sinners, and that's why he's our friend. But also, he sent his Holy Spirit to help us and be with us. And if we ignore the Holy Spirit in our lives, well, we know it's worth being a Christian, but only just. Only just. Because we need the Holy Spirit. You don't think God would have sent the Holy Spirit if he didn't think we needed it, do you? So he's the third person of the Trinity. There's an order in the Trinity. I haven't got time to go into that this morning, but he came, the Holy Spirit came from the Father. He was sent by the Son. So we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together. John 15, 16, to send the Holy Spirit. Who does the Holy Spirit come to? Well, Sean has already touched on this. He comes to people, this is John 3, 5, who have been born of the Spirit. People who have been born again. Romans 8, 9, 11, the Holy Spirit comes to those who belong to Christ. If you belong to Christ this morning, you have the Holy Spirit. Perhaps this is a good time to ask you, do you belong to Christ this morning? We're talking about the love of God. The love of God is here this morning. Just, just stop and just sort of just relax for a minute. Hope you were relaxed anyhow. But, but just stop and, and just relax and just think the love of God is here this morning because the Holy Spirit is here. We've invited him to come and bring God's love. And um, God wants to give you a revelation this morning of his love. You might not understand that God loves you. You might not. You might think, well, I don't understand what he's on about being a Christian. John 3.16 is for you this morning. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes on him will not perish but have eternal life. So what else does the Holy Spirit do? He reveals truth. And I'd just like to read you one more scripture in... 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 6. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. 
None of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, and what, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those that love him. These things are revealed to us by his spirit. The world is full of lies and untruths and the latest thing is fake news. You just wonder what is news and what is fake news, don't you? But the Holy Spirit brings absolute truth. And, you know, this scripture in Corinthians, we, I've heard it read at people's funerals. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, and no other human mind conceived the things that God has prepared for those that love him. But that's, it's not just for the future. That's for today, because it said these things are revealed to us by his Spirit. What else does the Holy Spirit do? He testifies. Romans 8, 16, he testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. You know, that's one of the most precious verses in the Bible. And that for you might be right for you this morning, what you need. That inside you is the Holy Spirit because you're a Christian. And you've, the Holy Spirit's inside you. And he testifies with your spirit, with your inner being. There's something in there that says that you are God's child. What else does the Holy Spirit do? Romans 5, verse 5. He pours God's love into our hearts. Does that? Yep. Well, yeah, he pours God's love into our hearts. Yep. Yeah, I think that happened to me. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. I, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he poured his love into my heart. Um, actually, if you've had an experience of um, God pouring his love into your heart, it wouldn't be anything like that. It's the most amazing experience that any human being can have. The, the God of glory, the God who created the world, the God who planned all things, the God who made you, by his Holy Spirit, who he sent to live inside you, he pours his love in this morning. That's you. You, you know, you're sitting in the presence of God's love this morning. You can't... You, the Holy Spirit is not persuasive. The Holy Spirit... Um, I heard the expression... I'm not sort of... Never thought it's the best expression, but the, the, it's quite good in some ways. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit does not force himself upon you or into your life. The Holy Spirit is not persuasive. The Holy Spirit is invasive. And he's here this morning because he wants to touch your life. Now, I nearly gave a preacher's health warning when I started to say that, actually, sorry, brothers and sisters, but I don't understand everything I'm going to preach on this morning. And that's the truth. I don't understand why the God, the great creator, great God above everything who made me, why he wants to live inside a human being like me. Because as I've said about my relationship 
with my wife, I don't always get it right. And I don't always get it right in life. And I make mistakes and I sin. And yet still God comes and wants to live in me by his Holy Spirit. For no other reason than that he loves me. Because I'm precious to him. So what, what about this love? It's, um, well, it doesn't, it doesn't just trickle in. Um, you know, the, it says he, the Holy Spirit pours it in. And in Acts 2, Jesus said, Stay at Jerusalem and I will send the Holy Spirit. And I will pour the Holy Spirit out upon you. It's a pouring. That is what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that is what we believe in in this church. Now, it doesn't mean to say that if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're not a proper Christian. It doesn't mean to say there's anything exactly wrong wrong with you. But God wants to give you more. You know, we just don't know how much God wants to give us and to bless us. We've no idea. And you know, it will take more than a lifetime to know how God wants to share his love and deepen our experience with him. Now you might be thinking that I'm not sure if I really want the baptism of the Holy Spirit because I might end up like Aaron. (laughs) But I tell you, we want... We want more Aaron's, but, but, you know, we're not going to be like Aaron. God does something individually in each one of us. And um, I, I just, I didn't know whether to say this or not, but um, I just want to say, um, Adam and Katie, you've really been on my hearts this week, and um, on my heart this week and um, God just wants to say to you um, sorry I've forgotten your name now Katie and Adrian did I say Adam? yeah sorry Adrian and Katie God, 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 God just wants to say to you that he, he, he loves you very much you're very precious you're a man of God and that this morning he wants to, you to come forward because, if you're willing, because he wants to fill you and bless you with his Holy Spirit. Katie has been used and, and, and led in leading worship. And God says, don't think you're on the sidelines. I'm just starting with you, Adrian, and I'm going to fill you and to equip you. And God says he wants you, when you come forward, he wants you to come forward as a couple. Because the gifts he will give you will we'll be joined together and you're to work together as a couple. There may be different gifts, but he wants you... You have, you have um, a strong role, a special role as a couple working together um, in this church, and, and God wants to bless you this morning. Sorry about that, but um, I didn't want to forget later on. <laughs> so, what about, this, what about this baptism of the Holy Spirit? What is it? It's... It's something that we can have at any time. You may have had it at conversion. You may have had it at your baptism. You may have never had it at all. 
In, in my case, I, just very briefly, I, I became a Christian very simply when I was eight years old. And I was brought up in a church. And in my 20s, I used to preach in the church. I, um, I used to go out with my brother knocking on doors in Crondall on Sunday afternoon sharing the gospel. I was involved. But you know, it was hard work. I hadn't been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And when, when you know, nobody spoke to me about it, but God did something sovereign in my life, something powerful in my heart. And one day, when I was in my early 30s, as a committed Christian, I thought, God wants, I know God wants a deeper relationship with me. God wants my ministry and what I do in my witness and my life to be more powerful for him. But forget Forget about works and power for a few minutes because, you see, so often when we think about being baptized for the Holy Spirit, we think, oh, yes, well, of course, that means powerful things and people fall over and people speak in tongues. And I, I, I'm not sure if I don't understand that. I, I'm not ready for it. But God says this morning, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing just that. I'm actually, I'm actually pouring my love into your heart. It, it's, it's not about the outward. It's not even about laughing. It's, it's about what God does inwardly. And he changes us. And he makes us appreciate him as a father. It, makes, it deepens our relationship. It makes us love him more. It stirs us every day to serve him. Out of God's love comes service for him. Not the other way around. Now... There's nothing wrong with those things. And as a church, I guess we shall see people fall over. We shall hear people laugh. We shall hear people weep. Because God has a lot of work to do in our hearts. The things that we're carrying may be that we've never sorted out from many years ago. God wants to sort us out so we have no hurts. They're dealt with, no pain. We're set free from the things that have held us in the past. And you know, you have to be brave to face up to the past. It's painful, but it's absolutely worth it. I can tell you that through experience. What about tongues? Well, I had a tongue this morning, didn't we? Now, I, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I didn't get the gift of tongues for some time afterwards. And um, being in my 30s and fairly headstrong, um, with all apologies to people here in their 30s, um, I, um, I was, that sort of bothered me a bit, but it came. And I asked, if you're desperate for the gift of tongues, we'll pray for you this morning. And um, just one word of advice. Um, Open your mouth and make some sounds because that's how it comes. It doesn't come if you just sit there and keep your mouth closed. Well, at least that was my experience. You know, the great thing about being baptized with God's Holy Spirit, the great thing with dealing with God, he doesn't do it the same every time and he doesn't do it the same to everybody because he's a God of variety. He's a God who's created us differently. And there's no set pattern. There's no one, two, three to being baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's all about a relationship with God that brings his love in, brings him in to your life in a new and powerful way and sets you up 
to serve him in a much more effective way than you may have been doing before. You see, power on its own can be dangerous. We talk about with politicians, they abuse their power. Power needs earthing. Electricity needs earthing. Power needs earthing. And that is earthed in our hearts through the love of God. Now, I just better skip over a few bits. I think we just, how do we get the Holy Spirit? I think Andrew touched on that last week, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We desire it, Luke 11, we desire it and ask. What sort of people does he come to? It's people who want him to come. But it's also people who judge their sin. Because he is, he is, he is the Holy Spirit. And you know, be t- we're going to stop in a minute and there will be time if you have got to put things right with somebody else or put things right with God. Repentance, um, as I illustrated in my story with honor, repentance and saying sorry and what we used to say in keeping short accounts is very important if we're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so, yes, it's always different. If you, I, I might... There's no life groups this week, is there? So you won't get any notes from me. Um, but I might ask Dave to send out some scriptures that you can study. And because when the Holy Spirit came in Acts, he came to different people at different times, it was, it was never the same. Sometimes it can, be, it can be when you're converted. Sometimes it can be later. But he wants to come. And um, I just... Yeah, I just want to say, God loves you. And he wants to, he wants, he can't love you anymore. He's given everything. But he wants, he wants you to love him more. He wants me to love him more. You know, I'll just finish with this. Because this is nothing new. This isn't something that commission have dreamed up or even was dreamed up in the, Pente- in the Pentecostal movement or the charismatic movement. This is something that's been around for centuries. And um, this was a book that revolutionized my life and made me understand the Holy Spirit. Joy Unspeakable by Martin Lloyd-Jones. I could say quite a lot about that, but there isn't time. He, he, He speaks about a man called Thomas Goodwin, one of those great Puritans of 300 years ago, the president of Magdalen, Col- Magdalen College, Oxford. And he says, Lloyd-Jones says, this is the difference between what I call the customary assurance, customary assurance of the child of God and this extraordinary assurance. Goodwin describes a man with his little child, his son, walking down the road. And they are walking hand in hand. And the child knows that he is the child of his father. And he knows that his father loves him. And he rejoices in that. And he is happy in that. There is no uncertainty about it at all. But suddenly, the father is moved by some impulse, takes hold of that child, picks him up, fondles him in his arms, kisses him, embraces him, showers his love upon him 
And then he puts him down again. And they go on walking together. Um, I want to come down here, actually. Because, you know, there's the old saying about preachers being two feet above contradiction. Now, I'm not asking you to contradict me, but um, I just want to do something... I just want to do something just different for just two or three minutes. I just ask you to, 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 to shut your eyes if you don't mind doing that, or bow your heads. Just um, be in an attitude of prayer. Keep your eyes open. I'm not going to do anything funny. Don't worry. Keep your eyes open if you want to. But I just, you know, you are, you are the church of Jesus Christ, and I'm part of that church of Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is, is here this morning and he loves us. And I just want to walk around and pray. Because I don't like always being stuck at the front. I, I don't like sitting at the front too much because I like to see the people of God, see them worshipping. And I just want to walk around now. In a minute, we're going to have an open time of prayer and Andrew's going to join me. But I just want to walk around and, and pray for you, the body of Christ. Not because I'm anything special, but because that's what God has asked me to do this morning. And so, Father God, we, we thank you. We thank you for your great love. We thank you that, that you love us much, much more than we can ever imagine. Thank you that you'll never let us down. Thank you that we're, we're special, we're important to you. Thank you that you've saved us, you've called us by your name. You've written our names in your book. And this morning, because of who you are, Father, because... You're a God and Father who loves us and you saved us for your enjoyment. Not just for our enjoyment, but you saved us for your enjoyment. You want to come this morning and you want a deeper relationship with each one of us. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that there won't be anybody sitting here who's putting up any barriers about wanting a deeper relationship with you. Father, pray that you will... Holy Spirit, dismantle those barriers. Dismantle them in love. This is all about love. This is God loving you and wanting you and me to love him more. Father God, we love you. We thank you. There's nobody else to serve like you. There's nobody else like Jesus. We live in a, in a world that is, is, is in deep crisis. We don't know what could happen next in the kind of world we live in. But one thing is certain, that God loves us. And he wants us to equip us as well this morning to reach out, to, to do what we've got on our fridges, to climb on some roofs and take, climb on some houses and take off some tiles and bring people, men and women who are hurting, to the feet of Jesus. That's, that's our commission, brothers and sisters. And God wants to come and equip us and love us, and bless us this morning. And I just, as a preacher, as your fellow brother, I just say to you, don't resist the Holy Spirit this morning. If you know God's calling you, and you want, he wants to meet with you, just in a minute, come forward, and we want to pray with you. Because God, God can bless you much, much more than you can ask or even imagine. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, you're here with us this morning. Thank you, you're powerful. Thank you, you're waiting to pour love into people's hearts this morning. Thank you, it's not a scary business. Just come, Holy Spirit, and just touch us. 
We pray. We need you, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Do you think we could have the musicians back up? Are you coming to join me, Andrew? Just, um, just quietly reflect on what what God may have said to you this morning. This is, this is not about being a good person, doing the right thing, pleasing me, pleasing Andrew, pleasing your wife, pleasing your husband. This is about a deeper relationship with God. Are you ready for that? Do you know, I worship uh, these two guys down here just have words which they want to share, which I feel is so appropriate to where we're at. As they do it, please don't disengage. Please stay focused on Jesus. He's wanting to meet with us. He's wanting to talk with us. So, Aaron, are you going to go first? I just have a sense that Anthony's just picked up what I wanted to say, that the Holy Spirit, he just wants a relationship with you. And he just wants to remind you that who you are in Christ. It says in, you know, in John 14, 26, that he brings a counsellor to, to convict you who you are. And he says that you're my son, you're my daughter, and you belong to me. You have all the treasures in heaven. You, you, you have the kingdom of heaven. And... Yeah, just that's it, that's it. I was reminded in in the week of one of probably my favourite verses from when I um, had was baptised in the Holy Spirit a long, long time ago, over 25 years ago. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. And it, it just struck me this week that even if we believe and know that we have received the anointing of the Holy Spirit previously, he said to me, don't close your, your mind this morning. Be expectant because he wants to give you more. He wants you to receive more. I think that's been reflected in what um, Anthony shared and what Sean shared. Don't switch off. He wants everybody in this room to receive this morning. He wants you to have that thirst to receive from him. So what we're going to do is uh, <clears throat> the band are going to uh, lead us in a song of worship. And uh, if you, I invite you to stand at this point. 
And if you know you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're looking for an encounter with God's Holy Spirit, I want to invite you, please come down to the front here because we want to pray with you, okay? Big open invitation. If, if it's everybody, that's absolutely fine, okay? So there's no, you know, don't worry about, oh, there's a few people going forward, I can't. If you know that's what you're needing, then work your way forward, and no matter how long it takes, we're going to be praying for one another to receive a genuine baptism with the Holy Spirit, That uh, just as Anthony's uh, preached. So, band, please uh, lead us in song. Let's stand together, and if you need to move, feel free to move. Don't worry about asking people, you know, sorry, can I squeeze out through the row? Just shuffle down through the row and start working your way forward. Now, as we start the song, don't wait till the end, please. That would be great. Thomas, could we have here as well? Here is love, fast as the ocean, love.